This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Forever. Dog. Comic books, comic time. Writers and artists are on the line. They make a splash as a comic's read and take us on a trip behind the spread. Watch out for comic book commentary. Spinning a winning inside, fix how they got a hot idea. Narrative, character, visual tricks, and onomatopoeia. Uh huh. It's comic book commentary. Hey there, I'm Chip Sadarsky, and I'm going to be giving the writer's commentary to Daredevil number one. Uh, so yeah, we're going to start off with uh, the cover, because that's where uh, people start off with things like this, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, so cover artist, uh, we went through a lot of choices and um, and settled on uh, Julian Tedesco, because he's the best. He can uh, paint pretty much anything. Um, he can make things fun and light or, uh, dark and mysterious. Uh, but the main reason, uh, we picked him is because he's good at, uh, interpretive illustration, uh, coming up with concepts because, uh, a lot of this series is going to be a little difficult to, um, uh, pin down to a single visual for each issue. So, uh, so I needed somebody that could, um, interpret the, the scripts and come up with, uh, um, more of a visual metaphor uh, for the covers. So yeah, he's he's our number one pick. He's the best, and every cover is gorgeous. Uh, the logo is uh, um, the classic Daredevil logo, but slightly reinterpreted by me. Uh, I wanted something that was uh, that could be played a bit larger, um, kind of extending beyond the borders. So uh, I attempted a few different types of logos. And nothing was really working, and I realized like the classic is the best, and so I just kind of cleaned up uh, some elements and um, made it a bit more uh, angled uh, to make it a bit more dynamic for covers. And yeah, and Marvel's been great with kind of letting me handle stuff like that, which is fantastic. So if you hate it, that's me. Um, all right, so page one, uh, the first scene is. Uh, kind of introducing Matt without actually seeing him. Um, you know, as a reader, you kind of already know it's Matt. But uh, but uh, I like the idea of setting up a scene where he's clearly uh, just finished beating someone up for being a bad person. And now he's settling into the bar for a drink. Uh, and, uh, and having him kind of flirt with this woman and she flirts back... Uh, really plays into his kind of man of mystery uh, shtick that he does so well. Uh, yeah, and so on the next page, page two, we kind of reveal that um, he's popping some pills to go with his drink. 
uh, as a result of uh, the accident at the end of Charles's run. So, you know, we want to reference it while not um, depending on it to tell the story. Uh, but it really helps set up what we've got going on here. So uh, I'm pretty happy with the introduction of Matt here. Uh, I'm super happy with uh, his uh, That Would Be Illegal line, which kind of sums up uh, Matt and Daredevil, the character, the lawyer who follows the law, uh, and the vigilante who doesn't. Um, so yeah, it, it felt like a, a nice kind of introduction to the character uh, through this bar scene, uh, taking somebody who's you know usually pretty refined, suit and tie lawyer, and just having him be a little bit lower at this stage. Um, you know, Marco's amazing stubble and Robert Redford hair, uh, uh, making him seem a bit more like the kind of guy who's hanging out in the bar. Uh, so yeah, so the next page is the recap page, and uh, again, Marvel let me design it, which is awesome. Um, I wanted to do something that kind of contrasted what was going to be the dark tone of the series by giving you kind of the, the burst of red and uh, and the radar motif. Uh, I feel like because this is the first chapter of a novel in a lot of ways that I really wanted to emphasize the title of the uh, of the arc. So I made that kind of the boldest, biggest thing here. And uh, yeah, once again, they let me do it. Crazy. So throughout the issue, starting here with page three, we've got some flashbacks to Matt's youth. Um, I like the idea of kind of giving reader uh, backstory on Matt, but not being super obvious about it. You know, he didn't, I didn't want to necessarily show... Um, you know, him getting blinded and developing the powers and putting on the the suit, but uh, but tying in his Catholicism in the flashbacks and uh, and kind of hinting at things a bit more, uh, I felt like was a, a, a better way to go with this kind of um, uh, revelation. So yeah, we're in the church and we we meet the priest that'll be kind of used throughout the issue, and also Jack Murdoch, which. You know, is kind of a fascinating figure. Uh, the single dad who's the boxer, who's maybe not the best dad to Matt, um, but he also recognizes that Matt needs some sort of structure that he can't provide, so uh, hence him dumping him at church. And uh, and we get the, the first sense of, of Matt possibly committing his first crime as uh, in the pursuit of justice by uh, getting the baseball cards back from, uh, from Jeremy Colton. Um, yeah, yeah, I I like the idea of having you know, the priest kind of empathize with with Matt and and um, get into scripture a little bit about uh, uh, Jesus and Caesar and uh, the idea of the two kingdoms, uh, kingdom of God and you know the the material world uh, and its laws and how you kind of have to obey both, but uh, but even still the priest knows like uh, what Matt did was right in terms of what true justice is, um, not just the laws of man. So yeah, we, uh, we cut back on page five to, you know, brooding Matt back in, uh, his apartment after, uh, after going home with, uh, the woman from the bar Rose. And I wanted to kind of like contrast the character. So we have, um, you know, brooding Matt is interesting, but, 
uh, it only goes so far to, to have Rose just kind of be a bit more casual about everything while Matt sits on the edge of the bed thinking about, you know, what he's done, his past, and, you know, him getting better and stuff like that. Um, uh, I felt like it, 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 it worked for, for a good contrast and also sets up that Matt is like, you know, kind of bouncing back and, um, I find personally in my life when I go through something um, or have a bad breakup or something, uh, I tend to rebound in the uh, realms of uh, uh, casual hookups. And uh, and yeah, is it good? Is it bad? I'm not here to judge. Uh, Matt is, you know, Matt's doing what Matt does. And, uh, and Rose just kind of has fun with it. Uh, originally, the scene I wrote had kind of more sexiness to it i think i think i you know i had i had rose tell a story that was uh um possibly a little graphic a little mature and uh and i i fought for it to go in and then at the end i'm the one that pulled it out because i realized that it was um it, it felt too soon to go that mature in the book like it was kind of setting up the tone a bit too much like Hey, check it out. This ain't your grandpa's daredevil. Um, so I, I toned it down a fair amount here and, uh, and I'm, I'm glad I did. Uh, you know, we, we play a little bit with the idea of like, um, uh, her possibly sleeping with him, um, because he's blind. Uh, and Matt, you know, clearly states for her to not make his disability, her fetish. Uh, and it's not, it's the muscles, but you know, there is the element of um, uh, women especially being judged for their looks. Uh, and, uh, you know, this woman here is, you know, uh, stunning because Marco does not know how to draw someone that's not stunning. <laughs> so, um, so, so part of her draw to Matt was the fact that he can't judge her on her looks. Um, you know, there's something to picking somebody up um, based 100% solely on your charm. Um, which is, you know, uh, kind of the reality of the situation. But, you know, as has been pointed out by Daredevil writers in the past, uh, usually through Foggy's uh, dialogue, um, the fact that Matt's blind doesn't seem to get in the way of the fact that he ends up with uh, stunning women all the time. And (laughs) this is no exception. So I'm kind of playing with that uh, a little bit here. Um, And it's nice to have Matt just kind of like, you know, drop the brooding a little bit by the end of the page with a bit of a smile to show that he's kind of on the road to uh, recovery. So yeah, next page, page seven. Um, the introduction of uh, our New York cops and uh, and that they're not very good. <laughs> uh, uh, I really like uh, writing the cops so far in, in the series, you know, because they're uh, various types and uh, here we see kind of the uh, the younger rookie and the old veteran, the veteran who doesn't want the hassle of the paperwork. Because, um, yeah, of course, like, as soon as you write Daredevil down on your police report, um, that's just going to be a pain in the ass. Because <laughs> you're never going to catch Daredevil. But yet you still have to go through with it. So, uh, so his advice to not put Daredevil on leads us into... Uh, the revelation of our new character Cole North, which you see fully on the next page, page eight. And uh, Cole is uh, this is the first appearance of Cole. Uh, it's a character I made just for uh, the storyline. Um, I like the idea of the cop that sees things in black and white, 
And if you're a cop that sees things in black and white, then um, the guy who dresses uh, as the devil going around beating up criminals uh, uh, falls on the side of uh, something you would be against. And so Cole takes that kind of hardline stance. And we kind of learn more about Cole as we go along and uh, why he feels kind of strongly about this. But um, uh, in Charles Run, the police uh, force has been kind of decimated. So they're bringing in cops from other cities. And uh, so he's from Chicago to kind of set things straight. So uh, I like on page nine, his confrontation with the uh, potentially dirty cop. Uh, I don't get to write tough guy dialogue too often. So... um, him talking about calling in the second ambulance uh, was a, a lot of fun. And Marco, like, you know, uh, it's the, the perfect faces for this. You know, Cole being tough and the Weasley cop just sweating. Uh, yeah, he's, he's so good at expression and getting across the emotion of the characters. It's it's pretty amazing. And, you know, he's the best to work with on a, a book like this. Um, so, you know, at the end of page nine, we kind of get his reasoning. Um uh, about Daredevil, and uh, and z- zones in on the idea that Daredevil likes to beat people up. Like there's a, there's a clear um, desire to do this, which is uh, really what makes it wrong. Yeah. So so page nine, we're setting up Cole uh, and and kind of his uh, his uh, dislike, distrust of uh, vigilantes. And so for the series, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about whether the ends justify the means. Um, uh, and especially when it comes to violence, uh, the kind of addictive, um, primal nature of violence and, uh, and whether or not you can kind of come back from that. So, yeah, so that's, that's Cole. And, uh, and then we move on to page 10, which is another flashback. So it's Matt, obviously just after being blinded. Though we don't explicitly say it, but uh, I think you can kind of understand. And uh, and yeah, it's kind of the first time we really get kind of a sense of um, Matt's struggle uh, with uh, what's happened to him and his relationship with God. And I think when somebody goes through something um, as monumentally devastating as, as this, uh, um, your instinct is to lash out at God. And so, you know, we show the priest consoling him. Um, and you know, I, I think it's kind of an important scene to just kind of, um, show his connection to the church and how he's kind of able to move past this. And, um, and, and surely once he realizes that, you know, he's got the gifts that, you know, all these crazy noises that he's hearing, um, is actually, uh, kind of a, a blessing. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Assumption is beyond this scene is when he kind of looks as God is uh, gifting him, which means, you know, maybe he's the hands of God then, which comes into play later. 
so yeah, we go to page 12, you know, uh, Rose is left. It's just Matt alone. And, uh, I want to give us, get a sense of, um, him post accident, um, feeling trapped. Like, uh, if you've ever been in the hospital, um, for almost uh, anything that leaves you incapacitated, um, um, it's a, it's a terrible feeling, like not being able to, uh, move, uh, um, react uh, the way you want to. Uh, so this is him now able to move around, but everything kind of feels like a trap to him, like a cage. And uh, this is kind of where we first bring in the radar sense and the feelings of it. Um, I really like writing the scenes where Matt uses his senses and his radar sense because um, finding ways to describe that is uh, is an interesting challenge. And And on this page, you know, we talk about like, the rattling off the windows and the, the change of temperature through it, um, uh, kind of almost like beckoning Matt and Marco, you know, just kills it on this page. Like I love the last two panels of him with his eyes closed. So gloriously hunky and then kind of opening up, uh, and you know, what's coming And the next page, you get it. It's him in the suit in the issue for the first time splash page. We had some debate over whether or not there should be captions over this dialogue, whatever, but it works so well, I think as a, as a, just a piece of art, like this is the kind of image that I think, you know, could be a poster for Marvel. could be like an image that they use of daredevil for a variety of things. Like it's, it's Marco and, and sunny, sunny on colors. Like, uh, he really makes the red pop with the, the kind of greeny blue behind him. Um, such a beautiful rendering. Uh, I love it so much. It could be, yeah, an iconic daredevil moment, hopefully. So yeah, page 14, it's, um, it's, you know, Matt doing his thing, um, patrolling around town, like kind of describing hell's kitchen and uh, what happens to hell's kitchen when he's not around and, uh, that he needs to be seen, which is, you know, it's kind of a scary idea. Just the idea of like, this character as like a big brother figure kind of making his way around town, hoping people see him so they don't do anything bad. Um, but it's, it's how he operates. And, uh, and I really wanted to make sure that, you know, the guy who's shown to see him is like, like just like a clearly just a dad at home with his kid. Um, so it's not just criminals that see him and are kind of intimidated by him. It's, uh, it's everyone. We also, you know, drop in a, a mayor Fisk, a billboard in the background to let you know that that's still a thing, uh, which is one of my favorite parts from Charles's run. So I'm glad we're, uh, we're continuing it here on the next page is where we get the, the first kind of glimpse at daredevil maybe isn't up to speed. Um, not quite making the jump, uh, which, uh, you know, is kind of an important part of this issue and, and the run, uh, pay panel three on this page is one where there's some deliberation as well. Uh, whether or not that should be in like radar sense or we should show the dialogue that he's hearing. But I kind of like the idea of um, alternating between showing you that kind of Matt's POV, but also just the POV of somebody else. Like we as the reader don't hear what he's hearing um, to indicate that the robbery is three blocks away. So yeah, uh, off he goes to stop the robbery. So page 16 um, is him in action. Uh, it ties into what Cole talks about earlier, where he talks about um, instilling fear here and that he's he's missed it. Like, he likes that feeling. 
Um, so Cole's not far off the mark when he talks about the fact that Daredevil enjoys this and that kind of, uh, uh, ties it in. Um, so yeah, I also like playing with the idea that, uh, gunshots, he would not like them very much, uh, with his enhanced senses. Um, I think that's a thing that, you know, people often overlook, uh, when writing Daredevil is just like, um, the negative qualities of being able to hear so, so well. Uh, so yeah. So the, the fight is underway and on the next page, page 17, we see him make another misstep, missing the punch and then getting punched in return. And, uh, and yeah, things start to go downhill pretty quickly for him. So on page 18, you know, the fight gets a bit more kind of intense and, uh, he even like loses track of how many people he's fighting and, uh, you know, there's still the loud noises and, you know, things again, just kind of getting out of control on page 19, you know, we opted very similar to the splash page to leave this without, without sound effects or captions or anything. We just wanted like people to like really, um, be immersed in him getting overwhelmed here. Uh, I really love, um, uh, Marco's uh, radar vision of the guy uh, in the bottom left. It's it's so great. Uh, the way Marco works is, you know, he does the black and white, and so he does the color, but there are key things where Marco will do them in color uh, as he envisions them, and so the radar sense stuff uh, falls into that, and things like, you know, lighting effects sometimes and uh, fire. So yeah, so by page 20, here we are. You know, he's, he's beaten them, but kind of at what cost? Liquor store's on fire. Um, cops are coming. Um, there's nothing he can do. If he stays, he's going to get arrested. So, uh, so he, uh, he hightails it. And, uh, page 21, I love this page. I think in the script, I described it as just a series of wide panels because I'm unimaginative and I find wide panels are kind of the easiest way to, uh, to create, um, I don't know, a sense of cinema, I guess, in comics. But, um, uh, Marco wisely did these vertical panels, which are just gorgeous and really gives the feeling of kind of like the fire rising and, uh, daredevil, uh, high up above. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful page and it's him realizing, you know, okay, uh, maybe, maybe I'm not quite ready. Um, I've got to be better than this. Uh, we also dropped the fact that, uh, he was, uh, recently the mayor, which is, uh, Another uh, facet to Matt Murdock. Uh, Page 22, a final flashback. You know, it's Matt in the Man Without Fear era. And, uh, and, you know, uh, coming, coming to the priest with the fact that he is committing these acts of violence now. And um, trying to justify it with the story of uh, Jesus driving out the the money, uh, the money changers from the temple. Uh, but you know the catch there <clears throat> sorry is uh as the priest points out you know jesus was the son of god and you're just a man and while matt thinks he's possibly the hands of god um what what proof is there of that you know what proof is there that this isn't just a man uh being violent for violence sake and wrapping it up in some sense of uh some sense of ethics um yeah 
yeah, and that it can be an addiction. You know, the series is going to be a lot about violence and uses of violence and, uh, and uh, when and where that should happen and what people's responsibilities are in society. And the conversation with the priest here is kind of, kind of the crux of it. Um, whether or not Matt's just an addict for the excitement of it and, and violence itself, uh, was a nice side effect of the thinking that it's strictly just to help people. So yeah, so that's 23. Then we go to 24 and, and here's where the kind of the wide panels really come in handy for switching scenes. Um, it's a lot easier to do that. I find with the wide panels and it is for panels side by side, uh, and we see Wilson Fisk for the first time. And I really like setting up the fact that his life is a little bit mundane now as mayor with Wesley kind of telling him what's happening uh, during the day. Uh, and we counter that with, you know, a scene with a bit more kind of excitement on street level with Cole visiting the uh, the scene of the crime. And on page 25, Cole gets the uh, the billy club. So that ties Daredevil to this for sure. And, uh, and, Wilson Fisk is uh, reveling in the news story that indicates that Daredevil was the cause of this. And then we go to the next page, which is Matt back at home, blood on the bed. Um, it's kind of the opposite of the splash page of him swinging as Daredevil. This is him uh, very much not uh, swinging as Daredevil, uh, uh, beaten up and trying to recover. But the news is out there now that one of the guys in the fight has died. So this is, I've described it before, kind of online, that this is the first chapter of a novel. Um, you know, there's no crazy wild twists in this. Like Daredevil didn't grow horns. He didn't murder Wilson Fisk. Um, which, you know, I didn't want to kind of create the kind of artificial hype uh, for issue one here. Um, I just want to tell a really good story, I think, and with amazing art and, uh, give you a taste of what's to come. So there's repercussions clearly coming for Matt and Daredevil, and it's going to take him on a pretty weird journey. Um, and I hope everyone's kind of along for the ride. So, yeah, so that's the issue. Uh, but there's still more in this comic. Uh, <laughs> as we flip the page, we see the next issue page, which again is something I redesigned. Um, uh, I find generally a next issue page a little awkward, um, kind of the use of real estate of the page, because the covers usually run without logos on it, and then around the cover is like, you know, buy the next issue, out on this date, whatever. Um and it, it always kind of looks a bit awkward to me. Um, so I want to make sure that we kind of utilize the next issue cover, um, but also utilize the space where the logo is supposed to go. So yeah, the radar thing will kind of move d- depending on the, uh, the layout of, uh, of the next issue cover. Um, but I really want to kind of carry through the concentric circle motif of the radar vision from the, uh, from the recap page. Uh, yeah, maybe I think about this stuff <laughs> a little too much. I don't know. But um, for me, it just kind of makes it feel a bit more cohesive and uh, and also just highlights um, uh, Julian's amazing cover art. Uh, 
and and recontextualizes it so it's it's now like a new piece of art um which i like so yeah after that um we got a little four pager by up-and-coming artist chip sadarsky um yeah yeah so hopefully i mean i'm looking at this <laughs> as a pdf but it's supposed to be printed in spreads um which i'm hoping is what <laughs> what actually happened or else it's not gonna make a lot of sense so I, I wanted the two spreads where you can um look uh kind of back and forth between the two uh kind of identical pages but one is um what's happening um from uh from a non-superhuman point of view and then the other is through Matt's point of view with the enhanced senses uh, and to set it up in such a way where you don't get the full story um, looking at um, either of the pages but you get it from looking at both of them you know instances like uh, in panel four the guy talking on the phone you know maybe you can't read it because it's too tiny but then when you look on the other spread you can clearly make out what he's saying um, I love stuff like that. And, you know, this might be a bit too weird <laughs> for a, for a daredevil comic, but, uh, I'm happy they let me do it. My favorite bit is, um, the final panel of this first page, him, uh, tapping the copper pipe. Uh, I think one of the things I kind of want to bring back and stress is the idea of his radar sense really involving, um, sound waves, air pressure, but like mostly kind of sound waves to help define the area for him, like a echolocation. Um, so him tapping the pipe and then creating the, the, the sonic waves. Um, so when we flip to the next page, uh, you can see that, you know, that radar sense has kind of filled the room so we can see the guy coming, um, on the next, uh, series of spreads, or I guess the next spread, uh, the middle panels um originally i was going to make them all black in the uh in the more literal version but uh, i spent too <laughs> too long drawing it to <laughs> make them uh 100% black because i'm a coward um and yeah and so you know it's kind of a straightforward idea and the kind of the warmth and the heartbeat of the child at the end and the last panel with the warmth kind of emanating um seemed like a nice kind of way to tie that up yeah i hope people like that uh yeah and then letters page which uh you know our dear editor devin asked me if i wanted to write a thing on the letters page uh and answer people's questions going forward on the letters page and i said no um not because i don't uh, love people but uh but i want the story to just be the story and i want people to um engage with it how they're going to engage with it and i don't want to be in too much of a position to have to explain every step of the way or because uh, most of the questions are like when will so-and-so appear uh uh it's, it's almost like every question you get at conventions questions you get online when you open your messages uh and i get it because people have uh favorite characters but i don't want to uh, ruin any kind of anticipation so yeah so uh, devin wrote a really lovely kind of intro to the series here and uh and i thank him for that and let's see do we have any more pages after this no we don't which means i'm done so yeah thank you very much for uh listening to my droning nasal voice barely explained daredevil number one and uh issue two is probably my favorite uh, marvel comic i've written um so i hope you guys pick that up and uh enjoy this first arc
Thanks. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.